8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. I'm just looking at the TV screen. You know, we chatted to uh, uh, Dr. Imtia Suleiman yesterday from the Gift of the Givers about the issues of uh, avocado and, and Gramstown, the Eastern Cape. Well, I mean, today is another day. There's an issue about preparing for the cyclone Idai in uh, Mozambique. So there you are. Never, 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 never a quiet moment around that. Okay. Let's uh, let me just remind you the podcast for Professor Adam Habib will have it up uh, tomorrow morning about nine a.m. So check it out on the SAFM website. And as soon as I get it, I will certainly tweet it on my timeline and post it. That's on Twitter as well as on Facebook. So certainly uh, check it out as well. Right. Let's get to another important issue. We know. I've said it before. I said it yesterday. Uh, violent, and I'm specifically referencing around violent crime. Violent crime is a huge, huge problem in our country. We cannot deny that there's no fluffing around about, you know, this is what happened, there's apartheid, like, let's deal with the realities. It's a massive, massive problem. It strikes fear into the heart of families. It robs people of their lives. It robs South Africa of its future. And I've said that I, and this is really what I think, it should be seen as a war against the state. And politicians need to address it Without effect, I mean, saying, calling it for what it is. Um, some may say, you know, and I've said in the past, call it a civil war. It's like, yeah, but you're being tactical. But no, I'm not being in a literal sense. You understand, if anybody's there to undermine the state, then that's war, okay? Um, and therefore, you, if you, and since they are all from South Africa, or they're in this country, then it's a civil war. Whatever, we can debate that. The more important one is, so how do we stem this flow, this rising tide, sadly, of violent crime? There's a thought and you've heard this before, bring back the death penalty. And it's centered around two things. The thought from many people that one of the reasons, and Professor Adam Habib made the point earlier that even in impoverished societies, it doesn't mean people actually commit violent acts. There's a sense in South Africa that these violent acts continue because people believe that at the very least, if anything, they may get arrested. It's not a given. And if they get arrested, it's not so bad in prison for example. For the vast majority, the policing system, this is what they say, or the criminal justice system, is not working properly. So the odds favor the criminal. That's why they continue uh, criminalizing society the way they do. So what's the solution? Now, the Encarta Freedom Party believes bring back the death, death penalty. So let's find out uh, and the and the ACDP effectively saying something along the same lines. So let's find out more about that. First up, we've got Reverend Kenneth Meshwe, who is the president of the African Christian Democratic Party. Uh, good chatting to you, Reverend Meshwe. Thanks for your time. Good evening. Good evening to all the listeners. Thank you. Right. So, so yes, it's election time. There's manifesto time. You as the ACDP have a particular pronouncement on crime and the death penalty. Tell me about it. Nobody living in South Africa can deny the fact that crime levels in this country are so high that nobody feels safe. Most of us, I know those that are anti-capital punishment might disagree when I use the word nobody. So maybe to be safe, let me say, most people don't feel safe. There is no place in South Africa we can say is safe for babies, for children, for students. Students are being killed 
They are stabbing one another. They are shooting at one another on school premises. Now, the question is, for how long will this going to continue? And we believe that the incidences of violent crime are increasing in South Africa because many of the would-be criminals, including students who lack discipline, have convinced themselves that they will get away with their violent actions. There is no fear of the arm of the law. Mm. And because there is no fear of punishment, we believe that government must make an example of criminals by even going to extreme measures of saying we will use the death penalty for those who kill other people. You know, it is sad to see that even girls kill one another on school premises, in school classrooms. So we have to take extreme measures to teach young people, old people, would be criminals, that crime does not pay and crime will not be tolerated in our country. We want South Africa to be a safe country, and that can be the case if we have a government that is going to be known to be a friend of law-abiding citizens and also an, an enemy of criminals. Okay, let's, let's talk about the death penalty. You know the death penalty was uh, repealed as, as part of the democratic South Africa, and it was a case of never, never, never again, because I um, understand that, that there were people who were political activists, effectively. Uh, you know, if, if we follow the route of the death penalty with the Mandelas of the world, many of them would have been dead long before they before 1990, right? So one of the reasons were that. The other was there's always a chance of, a, of an incorrect conviction, right? Do you think the situation has changed? Uh, to, yeah, definitely it has changed. We come out of a dispensation where government, because of their evil apartheid policies, were abusing the death penalty. When they would find somebody they call or label a terrorist, they would want to get rid of that person. And as a result, thorough investigations were not done, and innocent people were sentenced to death. But now these days, Ashraf, mm-hmm. we are having a measure such as using the DNA evidence. Now, if we all agree that we do not have the same DNA, if we can agree on that one, then we should agree that if the DNA evidence is used, then innocent people will not be punished with capital punishment. It happens when you don't have a a system that is beyond question, that is being used, a system that is accurate. And in the ACDP, we argue that DNA evidence is the most scientific method you can use to prove the guilt or innocence of a person. And because we have it, let's use it and make sure that these people who are killing innocent people are not given an opportunity to repeat the act of killing another person. So the death penalty, I think, will make people to fear the law. Today, people don't fear the law. All right. Let me ask you this then. So, so you are for 
you and I'm including you as ACDP. You are for the return of the death penalty, right? Yes. Now, you know practically constitutionally that's not going to happen at the moment. So, is it simply a nice wish list, or or are there plans afoot to lobby other political parties, including the majority parties, to be able to turn this on its head so that there's a complete rethink around this? Well, definitely, uh, we are going into elections, and many people are, who are going to elections are not happy with the high high crime levels in South Africa, and we know that we will get enough members of parliament and we will lobby other members of parliament to ensure that the constitution is amended. So anybody who says it can never happen is the one who should be said to have a wishful thinking. The fact is the the constitution can be amended. It has been amended many times, even though the Bureau of Rights has not been amended yet. But the fact is, it also can be amended. And when people say enough is enough, particularly if MPs can experience one, what one MP experienced, who was opposed to the death penalty in the 90s. She was with us in Parliament, opposed to it, until her sister was gang raped and her body slashed into pieces. And when she saw the terror, the cruelty of what was done to her own sister. Then she said, no, 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 no. Whoever did this must deserve the death penalty. So many of many people would defend and say, no, no, we don't want it, we don't want it, until it touches them, where it hurts the most. Okay, let, and, let, let, let me get clarity on this then. Have you done any research uh, in South Africa and globally that the return of a death penalty, if you are able to convince everybody else to be with you on this one, will actually succeed in reducing crime. Is there statistical, empirical evidence that suggests that is the case? The fact is, Ashraf, we have many repeat offenders. We have many repeat offenders. A person who rapes today, rapes again, arrested when they are discharged, rapes again. We have people who kill, and after they are discharged, they kill again. So when you, you when they, the death penalty is there, you already know that there are now fewer murderers around, and those who fear, the fear of the law, Ashraf, is key. When people don't fear, they will continue killing. Now, they, even the criminals, the, the criminals, there is no criminal who doesn't fear punishment, who doesn't fear that they also might be killed. They all fear that. But they do it because they know they are going to get away with it. Okay. But Let's... once they know, there might not be empirical evidence right now. But the fact is, when you don't have repeat offenders, and when people know that this is a possibility, they will think twice before they do it. Because currently they think they are going to get away with it. Because it's easy in South Africa to kill and then bribe and get out of prison. Okay. Let's get let's get some calls. Mark uh, in uh, Cape Town. Go ahead, Mark. Hi. Good evening, Asraf. Asraf is uh, Mr. Kenneth Mesu is a Christian ACDP. Yeah. Now, mm. as a Christian, you should understand the prophecies and the fulfillment of the prophecies which says, in the last days, the lawlessness shall increase. And my second point is, he is a Christian. If he's not willing to forgive others, how will God forgive him? And I want to finish this by saying, forgive 77 times 7. Thank you very much, Asraf. Okay, so you should forgive and certainly as a Christian, let's get to Kolani's views from PE. Hi, Kolani. 
Hi, how are you, Ashok? Good indeed. Go ahead. I'm fine. Um, I do agree uh, with the um, the leader of SA. The ACDP. The ACDP, yeah? Yes, the the crime is very, very high in this country. And, you know, it's actually unacceptable. The level thereof is very, very high. Well, there are many factors that contribute to it. But uh, on the other hand, I'm actually not seeing the practicality of implementing the death death penalty uh, really. I, I don't... I don't see it being practical in this in this day and age of of people having human rights and all those things and and so forth. But then the other thing would be then biblically, because I believe ACDP is based on biblical principles. The Bible says, "Thou shalt not kill." It did not provide the conditions under which you can defend yourself or kill. It does said. Thou shall not kill, and I think uh, uh, the leader should therefore understand very clearly. And okay, got that. Okay, got that. Yeah, yeah. Lastly, then would be the issue. I think you 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 might have seen the leader talked about the issue that uh, now there is more evidence that to bring more to court in order for to be sentenced and what. Recently, you would have seen in the newspapers and over the news, there's been a person who has been wrongly convicted for for for, eight, for 13 years in Devon. I'm sure you have seen that. I, I haven't, but but okay, your your point is what? There's always that danger, right? My, my, my point is, well, what has happened in the past whereby people were killed and were sentenced uh, for, 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 for the crime that they did not commit might also happen now because we, even now, we do have, uh, have an evidence that there are people who have been convicted and have been convicted for, for the crimes that they haven't done. Like, for example, if you can... Okay, can I, I need to move on. I mean, I, I got your point, all right? Thank you. Thank you for that call. Let's get another one. Trantla from KZN. Go ahead. Hello. Uh, good evening, uh, Ashraf. Good evening. Thank you. Good evening to the leader of uh, ACTP. You, you know, I'm always shocked when I'm listening to the leader of the ACTP. You know, it's not the first time that uh, he's proposing killing. Uh, he, he said uh, in one of the days when I was listening to him that uh, babies who, who, who are uh, not 30 miles, who, who are not less 30 days can be aborted. Then I was shocked that how can a Christian party like his say that? Now he's saying, People should be killed. In fact, he's a killer. But is he saying he's kill or is it punishment? I mean, I understand. You know, you, you you must understand. He's not saying kill is a murderer. There's a there's a retribution reason behind why why killing is killing. All right, taking then. away somebody else's life is killing. Whether okay. you are you are killing an unborn. Okay, how do how do you baby. square that against the life of a person who's been taken away by the killer in the first place? What the society needs is to educate people, is to grow the young people properly, ensure that the government makes serious interventions, churches make serious interventions, and everybody makes serious interventions to ensure that when we grow up children, we grow up them in a, in a proper way. Not that because now they're doing this, they're wrong. They're, 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 they've been attacked by the demons. 
We need to deal with the demons. We don't kill the soul because okay. we want to deal with the All right, demons. I got that. I tell you what, it's I would a, love... I, in Tlantla, no. I got that. I'd like to get someone... Uh, outside even the Christian aspect, to, to talk about it from a pure criminal point of view, to say, why would it work or why would it not work? I mean, those that speak from a Christian point of giving everybody, fine, th- there's a point to be made there. But we also have to deal with a certain reality of space here. Do you absolutely wipe the slate clean for everybody, even people who've killed and raped and raped three-year-olds and five-year-olds and eight-years-old and think it's all okay, we must continue to forgive at what stage? I mean, even whatever your religious persuasion is, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, the Rastafaris, everybody else, retribution is also part of a faith, isn't it? And, and I'm standing under correction. I don't think there's any faith that says, you know, they may forgive you, but they don't ever say, look, you'll be untouched. You'll be untouchable. It's okay. You know, whatever you do, you know it's okay. I don't think anyone, that's why most faiths have this concept of heaven and hell, don't you think? Okay. Uh, Rev- Reverend Meshwa, respond, respond to those, uh, uh, respond to those. In fact, we're going we're gonna to get, no, Reverend Meshwa, respond to those callers. Well, I'm not sure whether I hate it and correctly when he referred to babies can be aborted. You know that uh, we have never supported and will never support the killing of innocent babies. We'll never support that. Now, just in case uh, I didn't understand the question or comment properly. Now, he says uh, we must educate the people and government must make serious intervention. For 25 years, government has tried to make interventions and government has failed. 1994, or the first 10 years of a democracy, we did not have children as young as 13 years being involved in the crimes of murder. Today we have children in the, uh, under around 18, 13 years of age who are involved in crimes of murder. The first 10 years of our democracy, we did not have girls killing one another in classrooms. One can say it's an isolated incident, but we did not have children fighting and, yeah, fighting and bullying their teachers as it's happening now. Government intervention. Where is the government intervention working? It is not working. So there has to be retribution. And retribution that people will feel the pain the most is when those who are when those who are terrorizing and robbing people of their life, that government should have the right to do that. All right. Let me let me ask you about the Christian aspect. I want to zone in on that because you know your party has got a very particular Christian ethos, African Christian Democratic Party. And I've seen two, three people calling in today, and they're picking up on the fact that you as a Christian actually are willing to allow someone to be killed for a crime. Why don't you turn the other cheek, which many may say would be a very Christian value, and do what, uh, what, what the people and the scholars of your faith have taught you? you know, one of them obviously spoke about uh, forgiving, 70 times 7. Now, if he looks at that scripture in context, Jesus was not talking to government or about government, but was talking about a brother offending a brother. That's where forgiveness comes in. But when people, citizens of a country forgive one another, the government has the right to use the sword. That's what the scripture talks about, using the sword to punish. And when you use a sword to punish, you don't tickle a person to laugh. The sword is an instrument of serious punishment, an instrument that has been used for capital punishment. 
So they cannot say, Jesus said you must forgive. Yes, individuals, I can forgive, they must forgive. I forgive those who offend me. But the state has the right to protect innocent citizens. Let people start talking on behalf of the victims and not on behalf of the criminals. Criminals must be punished. I think that that is an area that that many people have said there's still not enough being spoken about the rights of the victims that have been violated forever in many cases because they've lost their lives. We're going to leave it at that, Reverend uh, Kenneth Meshwe. Thank you for your time. President of the African Christian Democratic Party. We'll get another take on this from the Inkata point of view, the IFP, that is, right after this. Expresso Morning Show will be evoking the spirit of old blue eyes on Monday the 18th of March as the dazzling international show Sinatra and Me featuring one of the world's finest Frank Sinatra impersonators Richard Sheldon lights up our shores flies us to the moon and let us play among the stars Make sure not to miss a morning of standing tall and doing it all your way with your feel-good breakfast show this coming Monday 6 to 9am on SABC3 Hey, sweetie, what's wrong, love? Our relationship has not been the best recently, Tamba, and it needs some spicing up. I'm aware, my love. That's why I have booked an appointment at Men's Clinic International. <laughs> oh, thank you, my babe. Women love a man who puts their needs first. Thank you, baby. Men's Clinic International, for help with your relationship difficulties. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. Keys and C's apply. SMSs cost one red. Those who love the game will do all they can not to miss out on any action. Join SABC Sports this Sunday as we start the day with Beyond Boundaries at midday on SABC2. Then at 12.30, Ladies of Sports interact with the Game Changer on Ladies Club. Swimming is at 1pm. Soccer Zone wraps with soccer highlights on Monday at 10pm. Brought to you by SABC Sports for the love of the game. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. All right, so that's one take. Let's get another view on this uh, around a call for the death penalty as a way, whether it's the only way, we'll find out, to be able to reduce the violent crime in our society. And I've said this before, and I will say it as well. If there's one thing I cannot defend against is the levels of violent crime in in our country it is indefensible it is shocking it is it is it is just it is scary it is horrific it cuts across cultural religious racial ethnic party political boundaries it is it undermines our country for me these who commit violent crime are effectively at war with the state that's all of us that's what I think. So, what about the, the IFP? Their spokesperson is uh, Mkuleko Hlengwa. Good chatting to you once again. Hi. Good evening to your listeners, Ashraf. Thank you, right. What, what's the IFP position on uh, uh, the death penalty? Well, maybe let me reiterate what you are saying, Ashraf, that the increases in violent crimes in South Africa has become cause for concern, whether you're looking at gender-based violence, looking at the reckless killing of people. I mean, just this week, a student has been stabbed here in Gauteng. And you look at the escalating levels at which people are simply conducting themselves um, towards other people recklessly, the use of firearms and so on. And so we really need to take a moment as a country 
to reflect as to whether the corrective action which we are instituting as a country in so far as violent crimes are concerned through the sentencing that we are providing is actually adequate as a deterrent because literally there are murders in this country every 25 minutes. And so it's clear that we've got the people who are helping to using violence as a means of life. And so as the IFP, we are calling for a national discussion on this matter. And and we are fundamentally of the view that um, we do need to engage on it constructively so that it can form part and parcel of the broader discussions we need to have about the reforms of the justice system um, in this country, from the NPA to investigations um, and to the turnaround time in which courts of our country are actually operating and whether minimum sentences and maximum sentences are actually consistent with the crimes with which we are dealing with. And fundamentally, it's our view that the death penalty needs to form part and parcel of the sentencing regime um, of this country so that we can be able to institute stronger deterrence for those who are helping to using violence um, as a means um, of life. All right, so so let's confirm this from an IFP point. You're actually not calling for the death penalty. You're calling for a debate on the death penalty with the view well, we to... Yeah? Call, we, we're calling for a debate with a bias, um, Ashraf. Yeah. We are leaning towards the um, death penalty um, because we are concerned about what's going on. Women are killed daily. School children are not safe on our streets. Passengers are not safe um, with the violence which is going on in the taxi industry. Um, the gangs in the Western Cape continue to... All right, look, we, we understand the violent part. I think the numbers, we don't have to even debate. Sure. It's very obvious, okay? Now, in terms of resolving the violent problem, what is it from an IFP point of view that tells you that the death penalty would be a solution? I mean, give us an insight into, into why you've come up with that solution. Well, I mean, we need to create deterrence. And it's important that um, we maximally utilize the options available to us. A death penalty is one of them. And so we believe that it is something which needs to form part and parcel um, of the justice system in this country. We're not calling for the death penalty in a vacuum or in isolation to the broader reforms that need to take place um, within the justice system. Um, and if you look at what is going on currently, it's obvious that what is available now, what is being used right now, is certainly not making the impact which we desire as a deterrent. Instead, prisons are filling up. So we fundamentally believe um, that we need to put criminals on notice that if you disregard the rights of others to life, then you put it on the line your own rights to life. We need to be able to give justice to families who are at the receiving end of these violent crimes. And of course, there's this argument out there that the death penalty does, is, does not act as a deterrent. Mm. Well, that may be abstract, but one of the researches available to us tells us that the death penalty provides the necessary closure and the necessary sense of justice to families and individuals who have been victims um, of violent crimes. So we believe there is enough room for us to maneuver, to settle the score with um, a, a death penalty. But one must also add, Ashraf, that we're not ignorant to the realities before us that the apartheid regime used arbitrarily um, the death penalty and 
used it recklessly and took away innocent lives. And so the reforms that we're speaking about seek to prevent a situation where the death penalty is used recklessly. But moreover, the discussion that we have seeks to move South Africans away from the rhetoric of the past and for us to embrace the death penalty as part and parcel of a justice system of the future. Okay, let's get let's get a couple of calls. Bernard in Bloemfontein, you're on the air. Go ahead, hi. Bernard? Bernard, we're going to lose you. We don't get you on the air now. Bernard, hello. We have lost. Bernard, call back. I will. I want to hear what you have to say, Bernard. Colin, go ahead. Hello. Good evening, Ashra. Evening. Well, in Ashra, we have got a problem. I agree with your guest. Um, prisons are filling up. And most criminals, they say to themselves, ah, well, if I get caught doing a a violent crime, I'm better off in prison or whatever it is. Do you know something? I reckon what they must do is all parties, except the ANC, of course, they won't allow it. They must go for a referendum and let the people of South Africa decide to bring back the death penalty. And I'm telling you, Ashra, number one, number one, I can walk down the road and smash up or stab somebody. And if I'm not caught, Ashra, then I know I'm, I'm getting away with it. If okay. I'm caught, I'm going to court. I'm going to be sentenced 20 years. I study, I have free education, sort of, I, I have freedom in prison. Okay, can I, so, so you're saying, so do you think the death penalty would be a big enough deterrent? I mean, that's the essence, like why the yeah, death penalty? Yeah. What I'm trying to say, Ashra, it's going to scare 60-70% of the violent perpetrators. If they know, if they are caught, they're going to get the death penalty. And I, if you can have 20, 40% of criminals walking around knowing, ah, oh, if I get caught, I just go to jail. I'm better off in jail or something like that. Tax bans money and those things. I would say I agree with your guest. The death penalty should actually come back. Okay, got and that. And have a referendum on it. All right. Please, got you. that, thank you. Come back and then referendum, maybe referendum first. Is it time for a referendum and what would be the results of that? It would need a constitutional change, you know that. Bernard, go ahead, hello. Uh, Lisa, sorry, I got caught off no last problem. time. Thank you. Um, I think my opinion is not the same as the rest and I might be wrong. Um, I've always been of the opinion, as they say, that prevention is better than cure. Um, sometimes I just think with the death penalty, this is like now everybody's last resort. Okay, nothing else is up, uh, is working. Let's throw the death penalty in again. Um, but I feel that if you look at schools, um, the previous uh, person spoke about children killing each other, etc., etc. Uh, this has happened basically after corporal punishment was taken out of schools, which means discipline was was cannot be enforced in a in in a way that scarce children anymore i mean you get you get detention or you get this or you get that not a big deal as the guy said with with prison as well so i think that we should actually start from the ground root and say okay 
how are we going to get the morals back into our children in a positive way if we don't want to use corporal punishment? And then from that, build them up as, as uh, people that, that can contribute to the society and not become criminals or not become uh, uh, negative people. I think we're focusing too much on, 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 on a solution now of people that are, that are already basically lost their way. But what about the, the next generation of that people that are getting developed? Okay, got that. Thank, thank you for that. I'm going to let it go because we, we don't have enough time. I'll get one last call, then I'll get Kuleko uh, uh, from the IFP to respond. Uh, Jay, go ahead. Hi. Yes, sir. Good evening, Ashraf. Very quickly, in every scripture you read, the death penalty is totally, totally, uh, it's not spoken about uh, death. They don't speak about death penalty, but they talk about reformation. reformation. But you see, I, okay, let me, let me challenge you on this. You see, I have a problem when we say in every scripture. You know, there are people listening from different religious persuasions. So if you if you quote from, from a scripture that you follow, that's one thing. Generally, there are many others that, that, are, that, are, that would say that they, they value life, but if people take away another life illegally, then, then the death of that person is allowed. There are scriptures that, that say that. So, no, 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 no. Uh, this is what is, uh, it says very clearly. No, but you're not, you can't say it Good says you, you're saying from your scripture. I'm just trying to yes. get you to understand there are, so you can quote your scripture. That's fine. Okay. There okay, are other scriptures that will have a completely different view yes. of yours. Yeah. Okay, maybe I didn't read the, those scriptures, uh, maybe. But what I'm saying, there are ways and means. Let's start as early as possible, right away now. Every one of us, if we we know they're going to become parents, where do we train them up? How do we train them up? Where the guidance of this obedience, discipline, respect for another life? Even at the very sibling, you are taking their lives away. Okay. So because of the negligence of the parents at home, the race and the uh, for every kind of financial situation in life to better your life, to better each one's life, the negligence of the child is 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 gone to okay. the extreme. Can I can I leave yeah. it at that because I want to get a quick response from from my guest, then we're going to have to wrap up. Uh, I'm afraid, uh, Kuleko, we we don't have much time, so we've got 30 seconds to make make one final point. Okay, uh, picking up on that, and maybe w- what do you think should happen next in terms of getting what you want, which is putting the death penalty on the refer on the agenda with the hope to actually getting it accepted. Well, I just want to say three things, three things quickly. Thank you. One, the IFP is fundamentally of the view that a national referendum is necessary to get this discussion going. We believe that we need to explore every possible avenue to ensure that we institute maximum deterrence so that we can push back on the frontiers of violence in this country, which have characterized the, day, the lives of our people on the daily, particularly women. Secondly, we must not make the mistake of thinking that um, corporal punishment in ISIS relation to other um, interventions is the solution. Here you are dealing with crimes which are meted out by people who are no longer children in school. So if you want to reintroduce corporal punishment, it needs to form part of the reforms, but it does not cancel out the need for us to explore 
um, 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 you know, uh, capital punishment. Fundamentally, with all due respect as a Christian myself, I'm subject um, to my own interpretations of the Bible and Scripture, and any other person may do that as well. This is, for all intents and purposes, no longer a religious discussion. But, of course, the connotations of religion must be considered. The issue we are dealing with is that we have become a violent nation. 25 murder, 20, murders every 25 mm. minutes. Something, something's got to give. Yeah. So we okay. are really calling for a national discussion which must result in a referendum for South Africans to decide. But what is very clear is that in the absence of maximum deterrence, crime will continue to escalate much to the detriment Fair. of women. And, and I think that sadly is where we are right now. Uh, Nkuleko Nklengwa from the IFP, thank you for your time. That's where and we're going to wrap it up. Uh, let's get, however, to the late night drama it's called a paper